Hello and welcome. Elizabeth Lockwood here. I'm your host for Mile Long Trace, where we unpack the process of practicing commercial interior design. This podcast is a catalyst to elevate you as a commercial interior designer, to make you resilient and successful at your career by unpacking the facets of the design process, elevating your professional practice through organizational dynamics tips, celebrating emerged practitioners through a series of candid interviews so that you can hear how they navigated their career path, and lastly, creating a Q&A platform to build quality professional resources. In the end, I want you to feel supported in your role as a commercial interior designer so that you can be successful in your career. As passionate designers, we want to elevate the commercial interior design industry by providing credible resources to support emerging practitioners. In order to keep this content accessible, Mylong Trace is seeking industry partners and sponsors to grow this platform. Industry sponsors and partners that are passionate about supporting, influencing, and advancing commercial interior design. Mylong Trace is offering annual and a la carte sponsorship. More information and to contact us, go to MileLongTrace.com. Generous sponsorship dollars support the future of commercial interior design by building a stronger community, knowledge base, and attrition at firms and an industry at large. All right, so some of you might be wondering why the name Mile Long Trace. It's actually an exercise that I learned when I was co-teaching a design studio course with Joanne Hogarth. Sadly, Joanne has passed and I am unable to investigate the true lineage of this exercise, but I'd like to at least give her credit for introducing me to this exercise because she was the one that early on in my career reiterated the importance of process. The concept of mile-long trace is an exercise that you take out a fresh roll of trace and begin to ideate on the design problem. The caveat is that you're not allowed to tear the trace off the roll and start over. Hence the name and metaphor, Mile Long Trace. It's beautiful to see a process of a designer getting lost in their head as their ideas begin to build, as they sketch out on the trace and let it cascade down the edge of the table and pile up on the floor. This leaves a robust archive of the design process and iteration and lineage of one's thought. As I was surveying emerging designers and meeting with a focus group to develop this podcast platform, one of my past students, Christy Adams, mentioned I would be proud as she had marched in last week into a team meeting with her lead designers at her firm, waving her role of mile long trace in hand. From there, the name seemed to stand out as a symbol of the impact a simple exercise when one shares with others can have on their career. My second reason for Mile Long Trace is it's a metaphor for the iterative process of interior design. As you have seen, the process of designing a space for clients is never linear and is oftentimes unique on many levels, such as the project parameters, the client relationship and dynamics, the team scale um, as it works towards meeting the project scope can change. Through all this, we are left in a project routine that can be thrilling, educational, creative, yet challenging, mind-boggling at times, surprising, unfathomable, and confusing. By now, you can probably see why I'm working towards emphasizing practice. 
Working as an interior designer is not a nine to five job. It's an encompassing sometimes of our whole world, our um, mind, body. Um, we wake up in the middle of the night thinking about projects, probably we're going for runs, doing yoga, taking showers, whatever, you know, it might be when you're trying to relax, you're probably still trying to unpack um, a design aspect and so what I really wanted to dive in and hone in here is that interior design is a profession and it's also a practice. It's a practice. It's a refinement. It's an iteration. It, um, it takes time to hone and we're always seem to be learning something new at each, um, bend in a new project. All right. So let's unpack the practice of design. Let's begin by studying Oxford's dictionary, and it came up with two options. A, the actual application or use of an idea, belief, or method, as opposed to theories related to it, such as the principles and practice of teaching. Or B, the customary, habitual, or expected procedure or way of doing something, such as current nursing practice. As a verb, a performs an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency, such as I need to practice soccer or B carry out or perform a particular activity, method, or custom habitually or regularly, such as we'll practice some of these rituals today. So interior design seems to fit into this perfectly where we really are um, practicing regularly the um, process of interior design and all the facets that come with it. So do you classify yourself as a practitioner? Well, if not, maybe you should start considering. And if you already do, I'm sure you'll be thrilled to hear that this podcast focuses on the process of practicing commercial interior design. So what does that mean? It means that each week we'll dive into the professions of commercial interior design to unearth, or as I like to say, unpack the idiosyncrasies of our profession. We will explore a range of topics from the facets, the tools and methods we use, the engagement we have with design teams and clients, the quirky obsession with acronyms, the design process from facets of schematic design to construction documentation. Some of you might be loving your job and could use a little intellectual stimulation and design content to liven up your practice. Some of you might be feeling like you're unsure if this profession's for you. Maybe it feels different than what you thought it would be. Maybe you're in a rut and need some new inspiration. Maybe you're trying to find a job and want to build your design skills. Either way, this podcast is designed for you. This podcast is designed by a commercial interior designer. That's me. I'm passionate about the profession and the facets of the field of practice. I love talking design, and I love connecting others with design. I love bringing people together to build the commercial interior design profession. So my goal is to help you feel more rooted in the profession of commercial interior design, because a true design practice is one that takes years to hone, and I'm sure many can agree each day you learn something new in the design field. This can take some time. I'm to get used to, especially if you thought you were graduated and you were done learning. 
All right, to share a little bit about me, I'm a commercial interior designer and educator. I have a Bachelor of Interior Architecture and a Master's in Whole Systems Design. This is a pretty unique combination, which gives me the ability to be able to systemically understand um, things within our design profession at a higher level and be able to connect uh, systems together. I've spent 15 years practicing commercial interior design. I spent eight of those years in higher education at two different CETA accredited institutions. I've worked among among 65 interior designers at a 300-person architectural firm. I've worked alongside one other interior designer with 20 architects. I've also had a sole practice as an interior designer. I've been in the educator seat and taken a school through a CETA accreditation visit. I've been involved in strategic planning sessions to help elevate the profession. I've sat on my local chapter's IADA board for eight years. I've also um, been in the position where I've had trouble finding my voice at times in the chaos of the fast-paced workplace environment. Because I've been there, I've walked in your shoes and been challenged at times to find my voice, uh, know when to step up, where to go to find resources to make me the most effective at my job. I've worked at fast-paced firms that have kept the grinding stone going. I really thought it would be helpful to kind of bring us together at a community and share some of those insights. To share some insight into where this all started, I was born and raised by designers, so I guess you could say it's in my DNA. From a young age, for better or worse, I viewed the world from an articulate, contemplative perspective. When faced with a challenge, I took it on as a problem to be solved and quickly learned how to bet end and twist rules to make them fit. One might call this expansive creative thinking. Others might call it maybe cheating. Whoops. The crux of my career was when I was in middle school and went to Disney World for the first time. As I was enjoying the magic of the fairy tales, my parents were digging in the bushes to find the speakers. They were psychoanalyzing the relationship of the materials in the theme park. And ah, I honestly, I said enough is enough. Four years later, though, I announced I was going to interior architecture school, and I guess in the end, I had to join them. So I'm sure many of you can resonate with me when I say to be called to be a designer is a gift. To be a successful interior designer, you have to be able to balance the left and right side of your brain. You have to be able to be expansive in your thinking, to unleash endless possibilities while staying on budget and within parameters of local jurisdictions. Interior designers wear many hats, and that's what I'm hoping to unpack in this podcast. I would like to invite you to join me in exploring the facets of interior design. So fast forward to my first official interior design job. I recall in the interview, the principal saying that we're short on seats, but need you right away. So my first day or two or three was sitting at my boss's desk, super awkward, till a workstation and computer arrived. In hindsight, I could have seen the writing on the wall. In the moment, I was thrilled to be starting at this large architectural firm with 65 other interior designers. I was excited to be infused in the firm and to apply my skills I'd acquired from my undergraduate degree. I suppose you could say I not only got to apply my skills, I was tossed into the deep end on a series of rapid projects without a real sense of how the firm operated. I am sure some of you can resonate when I say when I graduated from my undergraduate degree, I thought I was prepared. I was ready to hit the ground running and thought, hey world, 
Come get me. So in reality, I might have been a little naive and didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't realize the five years of undergraduate didn't teach me everything I needed to know. It only got me a pass to even be considered at an entry-level position at an architectural firm. From there, I realized there was a lot I was going to have to do to excel in my career. And that included learning what my resources were. I recall conveying to the principals during my regular yearly review, I just don't know what my resources were. This was the wee hours before the information age, before the accessibility of digital platforms and material specification were at your fingertips. Fast forward 15 years and I now understand how to navigate the design process. And even though a project and client might be new, it doesn't feel like such a daunting task. The process, my process, has tied, had time to simmer, for sure boil over, cool down, and ferment. I'll be the first to say on this podcast, it takes time. It takes jumping into a cold, dark pond at times to only find out you can swim. And sometimes how you swim might need some refinement. It might need practice. It might need a little time to age. So community, this is what I really want to bring back around, is one thing I quickly learned as I developed my career is the power of having a mentor and the power of mentoring others. A second thing I quickly learned is I have the ability to connect. As Malcolm Gladwell states, connectors are people who link us up with the world, people with a special gift for bringing the world together. This is from Tipping Point. I am truly passionate about helping elevate others to find their voice in design. I love connecting with design professionals to explore their inner relational challenges. I enjoy enriching and honing other design processes. And at the end of the day, this field requires something more out of you, something more out of all of us. For many of us, it fills a creative void that is lurking inside and so much more than a paycheck. It fills something deep in our souls. It's our DNA to be interior designers. I hope you will subscribe and join me on this journey where I will share war stories. We will laugh, mm, shoot, maybe even cry, pull ourselves up and elevate you as an interior designer and your practice. Future episodes will include the DNA of a project, navigating office culture, and the Q&A with an emerging professional. If you're a commercial interior designer and you're thinking you need a little something more in your career, this podcast is for you. I hope you'll consider listening to a series of podcasts I'm going to release so that you can feel the full breadth and depth of what this podcast will cover. Oh, and great news, you can send me an email via my website in the show notes and let me know if there's a theme or anything you'd like for me to unpack. Honestly, I truly want to hear from you and I want to connect us as a community and elevate our profession. Alrighty, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want more, please spread the love and subscribe to this podcast. You can find supporting information in the show notes for this episode on milelongtrace.com. If you're itching to have a question answered about the interior design profession, visit our website to contact me. Don't forget to follow Mylong Trace on Instagram to stay in the know. Hey, share this with your friends to grow this platform so that we can continue to provide you kick-ass information that is relevant to you and your profession. Till next time, keep designing, y'all.